Uh, welcome back to Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. I'm Vader Van Oden or Charles Turner, uh, your host. And of course, I am with uh, David, uh, also known as Sentinel Plus. How are you today? I'm doing great. How's it going over there? Pretty good. I'm um, doing well. A little tired. I've been digging some holes, but other than that, I'm pretty good. <laughs> um, t- today, the the kung fu movie of choice seems we made a bit of a joke about it well i made a really bad joke about it last episode uh we'll be talking uh, the one starring jet lee um and first we'll run down some of the technical back the background behind the film um and and dave's our man for that uh to take us into some who, who directed this film all right so the one it uh, came out in 2001 and was directed by james wong uh, he had previously directed, actually the year before, um, Final Destination, which has become a cult classic. And he also directed Final Destination 3, I believe, out of the series. See, I'm not oh, good at looking and remembering who directors are. Um, <laughs> so no, I've just seen this list just now. And yeah, I'm a bit surprised. Has he done anything else? Because I'm not a fan of those other two movies. Yeah, he did um, a few other movies. I pretty much put on the list the ones I felt were relevant toward our interests. Most, yeah. um, fair enough, fair enough. And uh, as we can see, for uh, better or worse, he <laughs> directed the Dragon Ball live-action film in 2009. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that great. Uh, yeah, it was worse than The Last Airbender. Um that was and that wasn't really well received either yeah no neither, neither they were both critically and like generally panned um i mean they they both of those movies had some pretty good star power behind them had directors with decent track records but the adaptations just for one reason or other weren't weren't good <laughs> Yeah, well, see, I I actually can appreciate the last Airbender more than the Dragon Ball Z one, um, but it's just you they, when you change like the law or the main main characters too much on adaptation, the fans aren't going to be happy, and that happened with the Dragon Ball Z one. Like, there's just too much change. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. we're I guess don't want really to get too much into that one, but um, they they <laughs> yeah, sorry. they <laughs> took their, they put their hands on something that I think uh, had one very large fan following of vocal fans and something that was of a huge franchise. And I think the starting point, they just didn't understand what to do with it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's kind of a surprise <laughs> that this director got went into that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, okay, I, yeah. his, his track, I mean, he was his, the final destination films, solid movies, maybe uh, with the exception of the one we're about to discuss. Um, he might have been better sticking with horror films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, all right, I've, I got your. I derailed us already. It's been three minutes. I've already done it. So <laughs> continue on. Who was the fight choreographer? In so our um, our choreographer was uh, Corey Yuen, and um, he's been a mainstay in um, Hong Kong action films, uh, even further than the ones I've, I've put on our list. So I I selected um, a, his his filmography we have the legend uh in 1993 the legend 2 in also 93 the defender it's impressive yeah that's that's a quick turnaround <laughs> um in 94 and then as as fight choreographer um he took a break and we have war in 2007 the expendables 2010 
and Man with the Iron Fist in 2012. With the exception of the last film on that list, um, the other ones were ones he dealt with um, Jet Li in. Okay. Um, and so just to take it back to uh, a little step, this film, it's it's more of a, it is a Western made film, isn't it? It's yes. Not, yes. So this is kind of him stepping out because, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, oh, so the Corey Yun also was the director on Trainspotter. Yes, he was um, Transporter. Um, and that Transporter, starred uh, Jason wrong. Statham, who was one of our <laughs> big guys in uh, The One. Yes. Yeah, so he's one of the lead characters. Um, okay, cool. So he's obviously used them. That's really cool that they kind of had that crossover. Uh, they do, and we'll find out a couple of the um, cast members work with each other on multiple occasions prior to this film and again afterwards. So they must have just enjoyed the experience. But yeah, you see that in a lot of big films, don't you? You get yeah. the same actors. Or like a director or something, you know, one, one of the guys prefers. But I think in this case, it's um, the uh, the fight choreographer who takes turns um, directing his own movies. Corey Ewan just likes these guys and he just works. He wants to work with the same people he can trust to get something yeah, done. Yeah, no, it makes <laughs> sense. Well, my little experience with stunt work and fight work, you'd need to trust the people you're working with because you are putting your life or limbs on the line at times. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, figuratively and literally. Yeah. Uh, so you need to trust the person and be familiar with the person uh, because, yeah, you don't want to get hit in the head at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's interesting. I guess our, uh, our next piece uh, Yeah, our point of note here is... Um, this is definitely it dates the film uh in a way that a contemporary or not contemporary but sorry but a um a instrumental soundtrack would not have um the the sound sound director but the composer um is Trevor uh, Rabin and he worked with um let's see I know he did the soundtrack for the Saw films and um a few other just kind of contemporary films to this uh, in the early 2000s. His, his work's pretty notable. I mean, the score that he does, uh, and for this one, um, for sure, I, I felt all the themes kind of repeated. And you you get a definite, a clear idea of what the musical score was throughout this um, until they toss in like this early 2000s. Uh, it's not alternative rock, I guess. It's very late nineties, early two thousands. Like it's very distinguishable. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, uh, for an example, we have, um, uh, I think the hit singles from Drowning Pool, Disturbed, and Papa Roach, <laughs> among a few others. <laughs> Those names kind of say it all, don't they? <laughs> they, they do. And I, I will say, I enjoyed the soundtrack when it came out. I, I own CDs probably from all of those bands. Um, looking back, it's uh less of a fond memory i guess i mean the music's <laughs> fine but i don't i didn't enjoy it as much this time i'll say that no yeah um that actually speaks to a little bit about the other things i've experienced with the film but we'll get into that once we get through some more of these uh technical side uh the characters in the film we've got lawless and gabriel you law which is a sweet name you law um <laughs> Is is played by uh, Jet Li. So you got oh, Gabe Law is the good guy, and Gabriel Yu Law is the bad guys. Correct? 
Yes, and so he'll go yeah. by Eula um, in the film. That's just what everyone refers to him as. So we kind of know immediately, uh, at least by name, which one's the good and which one's the bad one. Mm-hmm. And overall, I think Jet Li does a good job of portraying a good and a bad guy. Uh, you can actually quite easily tell the difference by how he portrays himself. Yeah, they um, they carried themselves um, differently. Uh, and one thing I, I kept looking at, and I was hoping their hairstyle would have been a little bit more indicative of the character, but it, it wasn't. Yes, that would have been nice. Um, but yeah, it, I think he did a good job overall. And then we've got uh, Ivan Funch. It was Funch. I think that they, they, Funch? they just and called him Jay- Funch by his last name, I think, in the film. Jason Stantham. So was this the big, the first big film he did? Um, bigger film, yeah, because his his two previous films, his breakout film was um, uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, of course, yes, um, yes. which is the prequel to Snatch. Yep. And I want to say Snatch probably came out in two thousand and three, somewhere around there. But. Uh, uh- it was good. I mean, I enjoyed his earlier work too. Because those are two great films. Those two oh, yeah. you just mentioned. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't rate him too highly in this compared to Transporter. Transporter is was he did a much better job. He well, I mean, in in this, he's definitely a side character. Um, in Transporter, he's the lead. Um, uh, we can see uh, that Corey Ewan, the who ended up directing Transporter, just kind of knew what to work with and just gave Jason Statham like a full, you know, lead on the leash and just, you know, go out there and do, do some cool stuff. Yeah. Cause in this, this, this film, he doesn't really show what he can do and what you've see, see him do in these other films later. No, um, he doesn't get a chance to. Um, yeah, I, I, true. yeah, I checked out the commentary um, and there were two fight scenes in the movie that they ended up having to cut uh, due to budgetary reasons, which were focused on um, Funch's character. And I think he, okay. Jason Statham himself was disappointed that they cut his uh, glory moments out of the movie. Because his character comes across as quite flat and forced in some ways. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his. I really like the transporter films. He does a good job. Um, and he earned his right to be in the action hero, to be in the Expendables, as one of the the big names of action he did, movies. Yes, he's um, uh, Christmas. I don't remember his first name. Something Christmas. I believe in the Expendables. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time since I've yeah, seen it. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, he did, um, prior to the Expendables in 2010, he worked again with uh, Jet Li in, I think it got bad reviews, The uh, War. Um. I enjoyed the movie. Had good set pieces, um, good action. Something was missing, I think. Um, okay. I don't know if it was in the plot or what, but probably could have done a little bit better on that one too. But it was nice to see them back together again, you know, after so many years. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then the, the together game with on the Expendables. Yeah, and I I, I believe um, uh, at least on IMDb they have Expendables four. Um, I don't. I think it's still not quite pre-production, but it's it's set at least, which I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Fun. Um, then we have uh, Harry Rodecker. Um, that's Delroy Lindo. 
Yeah, and so um, uh, Rodecker is the other uh, NBA agent um, paired up oh, yeah. with Funch. That's what I figured, but I'm terrible with names. I'm yeah, not okay. a name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a face guy. Uh, Romeo Must Die. Is that all he... That's one that, that's his biggest... Okay, so he's done that with Jet Li. Yeah, and that, that came out um, the year before the one. Okay. I have to go back and watch that. It's been a while since I've seen uh, Romeo Must Die. So I don't I don't recall um, Del Lindo's character in that, but... I know it had um, Alia and Jet Li. <laughs> cool. Unfortunately, I think that hey, was her last. That was her last full role um, before she unfortunately passed away. Uh, I know she did okay. Queen of the Damned. I think those are neither of those. Well, Queen of the Damned is not really a martial arts film. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, yeah, but definitely seeing a, a recurring um, team working together. They seem to be doing a lot of films together, which is kind of cool. Um, I think everyone just wants to work with Jet Li. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he is one of the coolest guys around. <laughs> I'd love to work with Jet Li. Yeah. Um, uh, then we've got TK Law, which is Carla uh, Gunio. Gugino, maybe. Gugino, I'm terrible with names. Good luck. <laughs> uh, she's she's um, Gabe's wife. wife. Yeah. Um, and we don't know her name in the alternative. We see the alternative version of her, don't we? There's two versions. Yeah, it was in the cast list, but I didn't include it because it, it's not mentioned directly in the film. Um, and she yep. is um, both Gabe's wife and then Eula's girlfriend, I guess. Partner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so but, she's done Spy Kids? Yes. And, and she's done all the Spy Kids films. I just included that one because it was close. She was to the mum, wasn't she? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sin City in 2005. Watchmen in 2009 and Sucker Punch. Yeah. And the, and the last of those is at least somewhat martial arty. <laughs> Sucker Punch. Was that the one with the, the mental asylum? Yes. And that was actually a, a very cool film. It was very interesting. Yeah. Um, the cinematography on that was really good. Like it yeah. was a just a good looking movie. Satisfying yeah. to watch. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, and then Wu, Archie Cow. Yeah, our, 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 one of our few repeatedly named characters. He doesn't really get much screen time, but he's constantly, hey, it's Wu, Wu, Wu. And they just, they're referencing him a lot. So I, I included him in this. Uh, and also due to his filmography. It, Power Rangers lo- Lost Galaxy. And Lightspeed Rescue. He was cool. the Blue Galaxy Ranger, it sounds like. So that's cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, I can't even remember who Wu in the movie. See, that's how bad I am with names. Yeah, yeah. He, they just call his name, and he's the guy that gets... Um, he's put in the hospital uh, um, at the same time as uh, Gabe. Okay. Yep. So he's on the... Get, he get, does he get shot? But... He, yeah, he got shot um, in, I think, the, the second garage scene. So Yes. One of, one of the okay. wounded guys that we actually like hear a little bit about. Cool. Oh, yeah, he's a Power Ranger. We've always got to talk about Power Rangers. Ah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I guess that's the, the cast and crew kind of talked a little bit about. And um, I thought now I thought it'd be a good, good chance to kind of see how the, the movie was received um, at the time and what better way to, to look at the best and worst reviews. Um, as an overall summary, uh, IMDb, 
I always have trouble remembering the order of those letters, but I've got <laughs> it right because I'm looking at it. Uh, is the average rating is a five point nine? Um, not so, not so good on Metacritic with a twenty five, and we have on Rotten Tomatoes it's at fourteen percent, which is 14? terrible. Yes. You oh. uh, audience score is fifty one percent like it, and so I guess that's closer to the five point nine on IMDb. Um. And where's my notes? So again, from the looks, it wasn't that well received and at all. Um, I, from what I remember, we didn't talk about it last time, but Hero and uh, Drunken Master would both have higher reviews from what I can remember. I think they're in the 70s um, at least. Yes, I, I, I think one was, yeah. I think definitely was. Um, so we got, uh, so we'll start with a good. We'll start with a good. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, why wait for the Matrix Two. So again, dating the film. Uh, <laughs> that, that's the title of this review, and this is a ten out of ten star on I, IMDb. What do you have when you combine the mind-blowing effects of the Matrix with the smooth talent of martial art, arts master Jet Li? You have the one. <laughs> this movie rocks. Finally, this is a movie that has the budget to support Jet Li's mastery and skills. Jet Li shines, and the special effects only complement what this man can do. To tell you the truth, Jet Li is the only special effect you need to see, but the $75 million budget on effects doesn't hurt either. Why wait for The Matrix 2? It's already here. (laughs) I thought that was a lot of fun, that review. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, uh, and then I guess we can. Uh, I've got a few more positive, but I think maybe we should have a negative one because to, to contrast that. Uh, so this title of this review, uh, movie was boring, predictable, and a waste of money. <laughs> uh, can you guess how many stars this review is? That was like half a star, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a full star. It's custom. I don't know if you can do a half star on IMDb. <laughs> Uh, this person, uh, this is John Ross from Houston. Do not waste your money or your time to see this movie. Until I saw this movie, I respected James Wong and Jet Li, but now I have lost all respect for them. The special effects were cheap and overused. The acting was pathetic throughout the throughout the cast. Jet Li tried to speak English and he failed miserably. That's a bit harsh. That's really harsh. <laughs> I've plot. seen him in interviews. He, his English is way better than my Chinese, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, uh, the plot, which is revealed in the in the first three minutes, is simple, predictable, and painful to sit through. Do not see this movie. Sorry, too late. <laughs> too late by about 15 times. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think that was the extremes. So the movie, uh, on average, rates around in between those two reviews. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's the, that. That's the, the. I guess the audience would that's, that's how that's how it was, was received back then. If I can speak, which I can't apparently. <laughs> um. So overall, what, what what were your thoughts on the film? Just kind of give your initial thoughts before we dive deeper. 
Okay, um, so my initial thoughts was if, if I just stretch back a few years, back back to 2001, um, I, I recall seeing this movie in the theater at least twice. I may have watched it a third time. I loved it at the time. It was great. It had hit all the notes I wanted. I just really loved Jet Li, so that probably may have uh, colored the goggles a little bit there. Um it had action, you know, some cool sci-fi angles that you don't normally see, of, of course, outside of the Matrix. Um, everything was pretty cool uh, at the time. The CG, uh, it was, it was, it was fine. Um, that's one of the things that I think we mentioned a little bit, aside from the, um, the the soundtrack that dates the movie. The CG did not age well. So no, watching this now, that part was hard to sit through. <laughs> Um, yep. but otherwise it was, it was fine. Uh, and still enjoyed this review of it. How about yourself? Um, similar. I really liked it at the time. I can't remember, remember when I first saw it. Um, but it would have been around the time it came out, I guess. Um, I was also very much enjoying watching Jet Li films in the t- late, uh, early two thousands. And so I was eager for this one. And uh, I actually remember watching a making of, so I've got a few things I remember from that um, that I'll talk about soon. But it has, as you said, it has aged. Uh, watching it this past week, um, I would say Drunken Master, which, how old was that? 30 years old? Drunken Master was 1978. Yes, so we're going on, what, 40 years old? Yeah, don't say that word. <laughs> I think <laughs> um, I think it's aged better uh, than this has. Um for sure. Because I, I think partly because special effects and even um, great films like Lord of the Rings um, are, are similar. Um, they still look good, but the, the, the moments where they he- rely heavily on special effects age quicker than but, ones that don't have it. And 1978, there were no special effects except for Jackie Chan's amazing body <laughs> being able to do ridiculous things with it. Um, and so, yeah, so it definitely has suffered a little from that. Um, and also just the late nineties was a terrible time for, for media. <laughs> um, it, that period just seems to age really badly. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it, um, very much at the time. Yeah. I think, um, um, one other thing to bring up is, um, this movie when it was, um, pitched and, um, I don't know how far they went into pre-production, but this was a vehicle for Dwayne, the rock Johnson originally, not Jet Li. And so I think oh, yeah, they built yeah. a lot of the script around that. It doesn't really come across when you watch it, but you can kind of... S- I'm glad this was Jet Li, even though I love The Rock. It'd be a completely different film, though, wouldn't it? Uh, for sure. It's it's kind of interesting um, hearing that, because uh, I didn't know... I don't think I knew that. Um, I only heard that from you this morning, I think it was. Uh, and yeah, just it's interesting when you hear films that have had a flip last minute between main characters and and even looking at um i, I just mentioned lord of rings earlier uh mortison vigo mortison he yeah. was supposed to play um why can't i think of his name sean bean <laughs> sean bean's character yeah okay. he was supposed to he was supposed to play that character and not aragorn but he he was aragorn like <laughs> he did such a good job but it changed um, well i mean they had they had to pick sean bean he has to die in every movie oh that's true <laughs> <laughs> Man, even his even his animated characters die in every movie. Yeah, he just can't catch a break. 
poor guy. <laughs> I know. Uh, but it's, it's fascinating when it happens and you just think sometimes it, it's for the worst and sometimes it's definitely for the best when they get a, a new character or new actor last minute. And I think this is definitely one of them. Yeah, um, it, it ties into it, um, I, I think, uh, before we get into the actual um, events of the film, uh, we have Jet Li's various characters um, performing different styles of martial arts. And I don't know how that idea um, would have translated if it was The Rock. Because well, he's a big man that punches things. Yeah, he punches things or does wrestling moves. So yeah. I, that last fight scene would have been just doing like tombstones and yeah and like bomb drops or like the out the people's elbow off, off yeah the... <laughs> had to smell what the one is cooking and just <laughs> <laughs> um so i don't know like i don't think it would i i don't think they would have gone too cheesy with the wrestling stuff oh yeah you know, I, I, I still you know in fact i would have watched it probably as many times had it been the rock i still love, <laughs> love a man it's great great films but um this was gently so a little different yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so I guess we jump straight into discussing the film. Yeah. I guess the, the, the storyline for me is, is quite cool. I like the sci-fi setting of this, the multiverse on having, is it 125 parallel universes? Yes. Uh, the, um, I think there's more, but that's what they focus on as having versions of Jet Li's character. Uh, yeah. Um, I, well, I thought that's what's yeah, I thought that there was it was always a parallel. There was another version of you, and every of every one of those 125. Um, yes, and, and then there's a there's a moment in the film where um, Funch, uh, Jason Statham's character, is talking to um, Gabe, and he tells him that he's kind of explaining the multiverse story. But he he says it's a throwaway line. He says there's versions of the universes where you don't exist. But then there's ones where you do. So there, there must be more than 125. Uh, okay, I get it. That's a good point. Um, I just saw it as there was 125. That was the, the number. That just some, for some reason, that was the max. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's the uh, max. I think that that's just the amount of universes where um, Jet Li's character um, exists. Yeah, because the movie does open with just explaining the multiverse, doesn't it? Yes, or, and it's uh, kind of a horrible... <laughs> that's another part that was like... Mm. It, it, you didn't the voiceover was fine but the the credits were all bad <laughs> yeah yeah um but again i like that i like the concept it's a very cool concept um the kind of this futuristic version was well, not it's not i shouldn't say futuristic because i'm assuming they're running at the same time but different universes have advanced quicker than others so it's a futuristic style but i can imagine it's the same time period um, a very, very Bill and Ted's kind of <laughs> feel to it. Their, their future universe, uh, future selves. Uh, it kind of had that very, yeah, I don't know why, but it kind of reminds you of that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, that, it's that like late 80s, early 90s future. Shine, shiny, sparkly future where everything's yeah. super clean. And, um, yeah, it had that feel. Uh, but then we then we kind of go straight into some kind of action, kind of jumps into action pretty quickly. Uh, and this is a, a, a terrible, evil version of um, Gabe's character or Jet, Jet Li's character, isn't it? And he's getting transported to 
to be killed, though, I guess, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's his uh, his transport to a, a death row um, penitentiary, I believe. Yep. Which is interesting, because they're trying to keep him alive still, so he can be put to death. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the one of the characters goes out of his way to say, "Oh, you won't, you won't be. Don't worry, you won't be killed on my watch. We'll get you there safely, so we can kill you." Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so then, but so kind of Jet Li's character, he could have just waited, or is the law in the story that it's I that he has to do the killing to gain the power? Yeah. Um. So it? this this will harken back to my misunderstanding of your joke in the last episode. Um about the Highlander. Um, <laughs> yes. if, if a Highlander is just killed, it doesn't transfer that force. Um, yeah. I believe with the setting of this, you have to have killed your, another version of yourself to divide that power. Because otherwise, anytime someone died, uh, your other version would just be getting stronger. And I, that doesn't really, I mean, it makes sense if you just want to go with that. But for for the, the, the concept of this film, it wouldn't be very cool if just another version of yourself died and oh, i'm just suddenly getting stronger every day well that could explain why you have some of these like freak athletes in this in our world <laughs> say if it was yeah. real these people who are just like animals they're so powerful and strong and so good at swimming or running maybe the the, the multiverse but other other people have died and i've got stronger yeah it could be i mean everyone maybe maybe we know i'm not getting any stronger because my other selves are just really good at staying alive <laughs> yeah um, so that, that that's kind of the hole in the plot that I kind of picked was how, yeah, he just like wouldn't have how about people dying like what if eighty of the hundred twenty five just died of cancer or different diseases or hit by a car? Does that mean the other ones are slightly stronger than than the average human? Uh, but it's definitely not the one doing the killing that gets stronger because both, um, Ulor and Gabe get stronger. Yeah, I think um, one of the other side characters talks about it and says that, um, actually it might have been um, Funchikin, um, saying that once one of them dies, that energy that they uh, are composed of, I don't really know what, the the power that they hold, the potential, I guess, for power, splits out evenly between all the rest of them. But maybe yeah, so maybe there's a portion that goes more toward who killed him because Ulaw is stronger than the rest because I believe um, Funch says uh, when he's talking to Rodecker um, that you're, you're almost as strong. Or yeah, he's like he's almost reached Ulaw's level. You know, he kind of gives that, that that statement. Well, see, I wonder if that's partly just being aware of because Ulaw knows what he's doing and so he knows he's getting stronger and focusing it, whereas Gabe's kind of just going, I "Think I just feel weird." <laughs> <laughs> and he's unsure, it, yeah, so he's not be. testing. He's not testing his limits, um, because yeah, spoiler, the good guy wins, <laughs> <laughs> so he has to be air strong. Um, but yeah, so we have the scene of this this uh, alternate Gabe or you law getting transported, and he's a, he's an evil character, um, and he's he's obviously done many crimes, and he's going to be put to death. And we get a cool scene of him and surrounded by armed guards um, and getting, well, this, this scene is actually quite simple. He just gets picked off with a gun, doesn't he? He just gets shot in the head. Yeah. Um, so like so slightly prior to that, they, they're escorting out of his cell and they're taking him to the um, garage or the dock or whatever to, to get him on the transport. And 
uh, it's not just that he's done bad things, but whatever they were, the other prisoners don't like him. And so they're just kind of yelling death threats and, you know, saying boo. Mm. You know. And so one of the, the, one of the, the prisoners throws a shiv at him. Yep, that's right. And so he dodges and then just kind of kicks reflexively out at the bars of the, uh, the other prison cell. And it dents oh, the bars. In. So just from the get-go, we see something's not right here. The dude just dented in like giant steel bars. So I kind of blended these two scenes together because we get a mirrored scene of this soon. Yeah. And I forgot that that was the case. And so this, we, we know now that this is the third, there's three um, Jet Li characters left. And so, yeah, all three would be getting stronger. And so he'd be one of them because there's a lot already killed. Yeah. Um, that's cool that you see that. Um, as I say, my mind blended the two scenes together. But he gets. To, if we don't see a cool fight here, we, he gets taken out pretty much straight away, does doesn't? When they enter into the car park. Um, um, yeah. So he, he, gets, he, like you said, he gets shot in the head. Um, but what we do see is Eula coming out of the air vents where he was hiding. Yep. And mowing through like the division of police officers that are guarding um, Lawless wrecking shop like he just destroys the moving moving at quick speeds able to dodge bullets um super strength um actually i think this is the scene again if i, I may have blended the two together um as i remember very clearly from the making of uh they did this obviously those soldiers aren't getting kicked at super speed and getting thrown around it was uh, cg and so now it's dated and looks a little cheesy um, but Jet Li is filmed, uh, if I can remember, on um, doing the moves. So he's doing the moves. And what they used as they used tennis balls dangling from the roof as points for him to kick. And Jet Li does his, uh, um, his moves, the, what, what is his choreography um, planned out. And they decided that they were going to... Um, remove the balls so it'd be easier to just and see if he could just do it and I, I remember seeing them both side by side and this is just a testament to how skilled Jet Li is in his martial art form and how precise his movement is he hit those exact points where the balls were without them there like he just his his movement was so precise that he replicated the same scene exactly the same like a second time and he's not just standing still. This is covering like a few meter distance and, and, and hitting different angles and spots. And he was hitting every single one of them. And there was at least like half a dozen points that he was stri- supposed to be striking. And he pulled it off without the tennis balls there to, as a reference. And that's just, I, I, that's impressive <laughs> that he can do that. Yeah, yeah. I His think muscle- that scene, um, it impressed the, uh, the, the filming cast as well because on, on the commentary, they said that when they removed those tennis balls, it wasn't just one take. It was like several. And he just kept doing the exact. He was able to hit the same spots every time. Bam, 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 bam. You know, perfectly. You know, hey, good. That, I'm not just remembering stuff. You you know it too. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'll back you <laughs> up on this one. It happened. Good. Good. Um, but yeah, that that is just a true testament to his martial arts skill and how how much of a I guess freaking is maybe this whole plot is real and that he does like the last one. <laughs> yeah, that is super impressive to be able to hit those same spots. Um, yeah. Fantastic work. Um, but yeah, he kicks trash. 
um, Yulaw's character <laughs> at this point. Um, where, where does it go from there? Uh, um, so I know there's a brief interlude. I, I don't re- honestly recall what the part was that cut in between them. Um, oh, so what happens is he 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 escapes from that part because he you know he beat up the police, but some of them are still chasing him. So he that's right. This is the car chase. Runs out of the 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 precinct and on foot is just running down like the, the highway or the streets and he's one of the cops goes he's he's going 50 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's hilarious like because you can see he's running faster than the cars you don't necessarily need to have that line but yeah it, it helped doing the t1000 run you know the super speed sprint yeah um, so he um he, he evades the police officers by going super fast another testament to his the one powers and um yeah. he ends up um looking for a wormhole so there's these random wormholes that appear and i think with a certain device you're able to key in and travel to um, another parallel universe mm-hmm. and the the agents um we mentioned earlier um Rodecker and funch are, are tracking him and they've been tracking him for some time it's not just this first incident um this is i think kill 123 that um he's committed or murder or of himself and so rodecker and funch um kind of get the drop on him when he's um trying to access that wormhole yep because he's got to go to that one point so they know that he's going to be there um the interesting thing it kind of clearly they've been chasing him for a while and i believe it implies that um the what's his character the the senior Rodecker. partner in this Rodeka was Ulaw's partner wasn't he yes he was his partner and he's been chasing after him for two years yeah so they were actually yeah partners in this MVA inter- a multi yeah multi something agency something. <laughs> multiverse the multiverse <laughs> agency wow that's bad yeah the police <laughs> of the multiverse uh yeah so he's gone bad and so he's got like a personal vendetta or kind of he's got skin in the game because he feels he, responsible he, i think for his yeah. not for not um stopping his his former partner from committing 123 other murders <laughs> <laughs> uh and it, yeah it all started with him killing forcing he was forced to kill one of himself wasn't it yeah he was defending himself against a, a version of himself and ended up killing the first of the other laws yeah and it led to his greed for his dark side his path yeah and so this we get the scene where he 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 finally finally catch him which is right in time because if they hadn't got him now then he'd have just been right on to the next one and there would be no story yeah they had like Um, a three minute window or something (laughs) to to catch him. yeah yeah and they they get him uh, and he gets put on trial doesn't he yeah, so um, Funch overrides the wormhole destination and basically forces um, Eulaw to to take the wormhole jump, but it just sends him right into like the MVA prison. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess we 
tick along. He gets tried. Obviously, he gets out because it would be very boring if he gets <laughs> caught there. <laughs> he got sent away to the prison planet early. Yeah, so we see the the wife, um, and we learn a bit more throughout the movie about the different um, the different Gabe's or Jet Li's character, and there's always they're very similar and very things similar things happen to them, but there's differences. Um, so they his life partner um, is the same, the for, same woman, yeah, same woman as it is. Um, but they also do mention that there may be a gay version or, you know, different types of versions of, of you or through the multiverse, um, who experience different things, which is, yeah, it'd be interesting to meet yourself from a different universe and be the same, but it's just that much different that you're different, you're a different person. Yeah. They, um, there was a, a, a special, um, little documentary is very short, um, on the, on the Blu-ray that I have of this film. And um, in in the movie, they they kind of just recount, um, they recount all 123 um, offenses of murder that he commits. But they show little uh, portraits of the other versions of Jet Li, and it's it's very brief. But um, in the in the special features, they they go a little bit more in depth and show a good like maybe 20 versions. And there's like a Jet Li with giant dreadlocks and a dread, Jet Li oh, yeah, that's like gangster <laughs> 70s um, shirt. It is great. I like that they went to that level to kind of to dress Jet, Jet Li up in different ways because they were fun seeing the different, the few that you did get to see in the trial or the sentencing, I guess. Um, but yeah, we see, we see in the scene, we see he's about to be sentenced to, they don't want to kill him because they don't want to, there to be only one. <laughs> Yeah, it would, uh, it, would, so it would transfer all the power to the remaining one if they, if they kill this one. I guess this is where we finally kind of learn that they're scared. They don't know what will happen once all are, are dead, um, except for one. They're worried that something could drastic could happen, uh, i.e. the universe to collapse on itself. Uh, so they, they kind of don't want to kill him. They need to keep him alive. Um, but we see we see the this partner, this lady. Uh, what's her character's name? Again. Uh, it's KT um, in TK. Uh, yeah, yeah, TK. I don't, I don't recall what uh, they didn't name her in no, no, no. this version. Um, she's uh, described. She's she, yeah, she's all dolled up, wearing like this uh, Jessica Rabbit, I guess, kind of dress. Yep. Yep. Very. Um, it has a very start, a very unique style to it. I can't, I can't, I can't pin what it is, but yeah. Um, but yeah, she's there to observe uh, him, his sentencing, but really is there to to break him free. Um, and I really like the way she does it. <laughs> she has, a, <laughs> she has a, a rat hidden in her the heel of her shoe. She's got these massive, ridiculous high heels on, and the rat has an antenna coming from its butt. <laughs> yeah, it's... and it's an explosive rat, <laughs> and it's a it's a male rat. <laughs> Um, oh yes, it does. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I had to think. How did you know? But yes, it is. <laughs> well, uh, it's pretty obvious. Little balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so this rat blinds it, like wiggles its way around this observation area, the secure location, and then she detonates it when it's close enough to a wall uh, to cause havoc. And so Ulaw breaks free, uh, and then manages to fight, jump into a portal or the wormholes. Uh, and get himself to the the, the last yeah the final remaining 
yeah, final universe where Gabe, our, our hero of the show, is located. And this is where we get that scene I mentioned earlier. Is you get um, uh, it's the parallel to what we had just seen, but it, it's, instead of it being uh, Jet Li's character who's been transported, he is the one. Tra- he's the transporter. Uh, he's one of the cops, and the character he's tra- the person he's transporting is. Uh, I, and then this, in this case, is not actually going to be to death to be put to death. He's going to witness protection because he he squealed and that's yeah, why everyone hates him <laughs> um and that's why everyone hates him so we get this very similar scene but it's uh, jet lee's the cop in this situation the one protecting the guy and so yeah. then we get so i think uh, what we do see briefly um in, in the first universe with lawless um there's a little tv in the station and it um it's showing a presidential address and we see that it's uh, oh, president yeah. al gore Surprise. yeah that's right and uh in, in this um the more recent or i guess the second iteration with uh um gabe law um it's probably supposed to be our universe there's a president bush giving the address instead of, of president gore <laughs> that's right that was quite funny yeah i'm um, trying, trying a little political stab there and the different alternatives that could have happened if a different president was was uh, elected yeah, that was that was fun. I, I think that was quite clever script writing to kind of look don't do those details. Yeah, I, I wish there had been a little bit more of that. I um I spent a lot of this watch um to kind of look at that stuff more. I mean, I I, I knew what the fight scenes were going to be, but I, I didn't really look at a lot of the set dressing um, on the first time through. Mm-hmm. And um, I I didn't really spot much else aside from clothing. Um, that was trying to differentiate the universes. Yep. Yeah, there's a bit of like technology difference they try and show in a couple of them, doesn't there? Like this, it's their guns. Yeah. And I think uh, yeah. the, the armor of the police um, in the the first universe is a little bit more futuristic looking, um, whereas yep. the, we see with with Gabe that it looks like at the time LAPD SWAT gear. Um, so there, there are subtle differences, um, which is, which is nice. They did. Um, yeah. So I guess we get this similar kind of scene, uh, to the one we had at the opening scene in this gar- garage, uh, car park area of the prison. But this time the Jet Li's character, Gabe, the good one, he fights back. Um, and, yeah, there's chaos because you uh, laws just opens fire on all these cops. There's lots of return fire. Uh, Jet, uh, Gabe, uh, he ends up doing a runner, doesn't he? Again, it's the same thing. Ends in running. He's failed in, in his attack on Gabe, and Gabe chases him, tries chasing him down. And this is where we see that both have superhuman strength. Um, yeah, so we find Yulaw jumps over this wall that's, yeah. I don't know, it's 10 meters high. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's a big, big wall. Um, and Gabe follows. He doesn't do it as successfully. He has to kind of pull himself over, but he made it. He, it's a wall that a normal human couldn't scale. Yeah, it's a wall topped with, thankfully, a rubber concertina wire and <laughs> not actual. <laughs> it was pretty he, fake looking. He did have his uh, full. Um, SWAT gear on, or yeah, that wouldn't have stopped. So that, 
he would have got a little caught up in that. <laughs> well, it would have stopped him from getting cut as much. So yeah, yeah, maybe. But um, anyway, he so he makes it over the wall and uh, gets shot. He 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 gets shot in the chest. Oh, that's right, shot. Yes, yeah. Um, but luckily, he's got his bulletproof guest and. But yeah, he's confronted with himself, which I think would be quite bizarre and quite a shock. Oh yeah, that's what stopped him. It stopped him cold, and then he got shot right. And then he was just like not prepared to. He he had caught a glimpse of him, I think, in the in the previous fight, and he he felt something that we yep. we it comes back in the film later that he like, I feel something, and he feels um, like he, almost like they they're attracted to each other, like can feel each other's presence, almost like a magnet. Um. They can feel the pull of each other. Yeah, or, or just yeah. the existence. I mean, I think that that's, yeah. uh, that, that's what it's getting at. It's like, I feel myself. Like, yeah. my existence. Yeah. And I wonder if that's got stronger, because now there's only two of them. That, that, that pull, that, that existence, that power they feel is, is stronger now, because there is only the two of them. It's condensed. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. And I think that's... Yeah. It's got to be how you know, uh, Eulaw has been tracking down all of his versions because he's each time I think has a little bit more of that portion. So he, all he has to do is look for the next strongest feeling in the area. Yep. And because he's aware of it, he's, he's, he's using it to his advantage. Yeah. Um, but so we don't get much of a fight here, do we? Uh, no, he, Uh, um, he, shoots him and then he's scared off because of the NBA agents are our good friends uh Rodecker and um Funch uh arrive. Yep. Um yeah and so things kind of clear up. People get taken to hospital. Uh Gabe goes home um because he doesn't want to go to the hospital. Uh well he's fine. He's like, "Oh, I just uh Look, he's look it's, it just got shot on my, my, my vest. Didn't hit me. And I guess that, again, because he's stronger now, that would be less. But to the average person, he would... Yeah, he would have been down chance for a while. I mean, he, yeah, I, he I think in this even, he still passed or... out. Yeah. Um, this, I guess we were, I kind of want to get into the actual fighting. <laughs> this yeah. has a lot of fighting there at the moment. It's all just gunplay. Uh, we want to talk about Kung Fu and martial arts. <laughs> um, so what's the kind of next key thing? I've got, we've got the scenes here. Um, I guess the hospital, isn't it? Um, actually, so right before the hospital, um, he, he comes home and he's talking to his wife and um, he, 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 she's, you know, urging him to go to the hospital to make sure he's checked out. All right. And she brings up the fact that she knows um, something's different with him. She's like, you know, People get older; they don't get stronger; they don't get faster. She may have said that at a different yeah. point in the movie, but uh, she's aware that there's changes going on. So she wants to go, go um, him to go in and get a uh, like a, a CAT scan or an MRI, something to make sure he's all right. And um, he he says to her, uh, "He's like, I'm fine. I just need to, I need to kind of clear my head a little bit." That's so right. he he goes up to his um, it's like a study, and um, on the ground of the study. There's a um, a mandala. It's a, a like a Taoist um, mandala on the ground, and he spends a. We, we get a few moments here watching him go through a, a form. Um, it's uh, the style of martial arts, um, Bagua Zhang, 
and he he's kind of making these circles and walking the mandala and centering himself before he yep. know, goes to the hospital. Which is which is cool, and this is kind of our first martial art, real kind of scene, isn't it? We yes. actually see some controlled. Which is yeah, it's a really cool scene. Um, I guess that's what this film's missing from most kung fu films. It doesn't, like I said last time, I really like my training montages, and there's no training montages. Yeah, there's film. no training montages. It's a lot of gunplay. It's a western film yeah. injected with, um, like. It's not really Eastern mysticism. I mean, there's a little bit of that, I guess. Um, this idea of uh, energy. It's pretty Buddhist, really. Um, when you look at mm. uh, how reincarnation works um, in, in Buddhism, it's not... Um, you don't die and then are reborn as another thing. Um, so in this, like that energy flow um, is present, and that's kind of why we see... Um, Gabe's character using this circular kind of martial arts because it's that sort of wheel of life idea. Yep. So yeah, China. Yes, and and I like that. That is, he's he's in turmoil because he feels like something's wrong. He's kind of seen himself. He's freaking out, and he's using his training and his um, to kind of give him some grounding and 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 help him. Yeah. Stay focused and and find think clearly so you can work out what's going on <laughs> yeah basically which is what we saw um, in the, the like the final montages of like drunken master or something it's that point where they realize the thing they have to do or just becoming themselves again yeah yeah nice um yeah so we the wife forces them to go to the hospital so after he's kind of <laughs> Uh, anyway, and with, because there's such chaos there, the rest of his his squad or his um, team are at the hospital taking care of and watching over those who were wounded by you law. Yeah. And so they're all there. And so there's lots of dialogue and discussing with them. Um, but this is where it starts getting, uh, we start seeing the playing on you law's uh, smarts, I guess. He's, he's using the fact that he looks the same as Gabe to trick people. Um, because we start that we, we they get confused, um, and Gabe gets into trouble because he looks like the guy who's shooting people. <laughs> yeah, which he didn't uh, tell anyone previous to this, so they they yeah. don't understand that there's basically a twin running around doing bad things in your name. <laughs> um, and so we get some really cool scenes um, of yeah of you law pretending to be be Gabe and and then Gabe like saying, "Look, I didn't do anything." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, what's what's the I guess to move things along? I guess we want to right. So we always spend too much time talking about every yeah. scene. Um, the, yeah, the main point of here is that Gabe turn, uh, Lou Yolo turns up. They end up being in the same clothes, which is a little convenient. They're both they're both in um, just police overall kind of gear, aren't they? Black dark overalls. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, uh, it doesn't really show where you law got them but i wasn't too worried about it i just kind of like let it go um he may have yeah. got him off one of the other police officers that was wounded in the hospital well and as i say and as i say it's showing that he is thinking about it and how his yeah. best way to get through and get past these policemen that are all around is to look like the guy that they're friends with yeah. so it makes sense that he would have gone and got it um specifically or stolen it. Yeah. Um, well, I think when they, they they have an altercation when um 
Gabe is getting his MRI scan. So there's a there's a you know kind of pivotal fight scene. Um, nothing too crazy to talk about there. Um, but right at the end of it, uh, um, TK and the other police officers are they, they hear something going wrong in the hospital. So they're watching the surveillance cameras. cameras yep. And they see what's they don't know is Ulaw shooting um, a security guard. So everyone's yep. running, going, "Hey, it's Gabe! Just shot some security guard." So I think yeah, that's I where think it, it comes in. They think he murdered somebody. Yeah, and the slay start trying to. They think he's something wrong with him. He's got. He's lost his lolly. He's gone crazy because of being concussed or wounded. Or yeah. And so they they don't want to hurt him because they're his friend, but they also want to take him in. And obviously he don't, he didn't do anything wrong. So he Gabe fights them off. Um, Kind of, kind of in a fun. It's almost like a drunken master kind of Jackie Chan scene. Just, he's um, just he's incapacitating that, his like fellow police officers without hurting anybody. And it's some very cool stuff where he does with um, what do you call them? Cuff cufflinks. Yeah, the handcuffs. 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 Cufflinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how he's tying them together and kind of locking to, together. It was it was very clever. I really liked it. Um, as you say, very very Jackie Chan esque in the way that he's moving around and using the scenery around him to, to trap them and to, to keep himself safe, but also them safe because he, if they're his friends, he doesn't want to hurt them. Um, and so, yeah, we get, a, we get away. Um, yeah. So um, th- this part here is where um, the NBA agents, they, 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 they've tracked you law um, and, and Gabe, well, they're not tracking Gabe, but um they they tracked him to the hospital, and they realize that the, that Eulah is going after Gabe. You know, they found him, and um, they kind of split up with Rodecker going after Eulah and Funch, kind of sticking with sticking near Gabe, um, and that's where we get a little bit more of that exposition and um, Gabe being informed that he's not crazy. There's actually another. There's other parallel universes. Yes, um, and I guess that is their role. Like they're, they're there one to catch you, Lord, but they also need to protect the last one because. So it makes sense that they're trying. They've got these two objectives now. It's not just to catch the guy; they actually need to protect the the, the last one because they don't know what's going to happen, and that's what they're scared of. Yeah. Um, but Gabe doesn't believe him. He thinks he's crazy. <laughs> And so he runs it. Yeah, he kind of get he kind of ditches. Yeah, he gives him the slip. Punch doesn't. Yeah, and um, he, yeah, I think he just wants to go home to see his wife. Yep, because he he does manage manage to see her, doesn't she? Doesn't he? And and it tells her, "I'll just see you. I'll, I'm going home." Yeah, he yeah he catches her at the um the hospital um before he he runs away. Um, so we get uh, Eula and Gabe heading. To TK at their house. Mm-hmm. TK think... manages to convince the other policeman to take her home. Yeah. Well, she yeah. She, she wants to go by herself, but he insists. Which is, to, to be fair, this is what he probably. It's good that he's doing this. He's trying to protect us. Things are gone crazy. He he's worried about her. He doesn't know anything else. <laughs> um. So she's trying to ditch the cop. He's like, "No, I'm going with you." Um and takes her back and she discovers Jet Li in the roof. Yeah, he's up in a, a crawl space above where the uh, the attic he he um 
think he says that, hey, I told you that this crawl space wasn't useless. And, um... Which is, which is a, a clever way um, to, to start the conversation. Um, but luckily, TK is reasonably onto it and decides to, because she has been told that there's two of them and she believes and trusts her husband. She asks, she, she tricks him by asking him a question about how they met. Well, not asking, she just says, mentions it. And yeah, I think she's, um, what did she say? She says, um, oh, uh, I couldn't have imagined um, that things would end up like this after we met at the bookstore. Yes. Something like that. <laughs> um, and then he, he makes a comment in, in, in agreement, and that's when she knows it's not. It's not, it's her, husband. not, <laughs> it's not her husband. Unfortunately. And then, and then and that's where I gently, I think he does quite a good job with the, the acting role in this, is he, you can see the switch in his expression. He's gone from a quite a, a, a gentle look expression on his face to a very sharp, hard Yeah, to expression. a bad guy. <laughs> you wouldn't mistake that but, for something else. Yeah, and he, but it's, it's, he does it well. And he just says very coolly, um, just with like, yeah, give me the gun or I will take that gun off you and I will kill you with it. <laughs> yeah, before you, before you can pull the trigger. Yeah. Because he's that fast. Um, and yeah, the way, the way he can say it, so stone faced, um, it's, it's just, it's very, very cruel and creepy. Um, yeah. and you believe it, like you've seen, you've seen this character. Yeah. Well, these... yeah the audience knows that's what's going to happen if yeah. she doesn't give him the gun. Um, and then, Obviously, because we need the hero to have motivation, um, he he arrives around this point, at, but he is on the outside of the house trying to sneak past the, the stationed police officers protecting the house and can see through the, the master bedroom window um, and, yeah, sees his wife get killed. Spoiler. By, she, she, she didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. Um which is not very pretty, not very nice uh, to see her just, she's just murdered. Um, and so it, it kind of shows how far you laws character's gone. Not only is he trying to kill his own himself, he doesn't matter who he kills and his oh, yeah, goal he's, to he's, become the he's one. He's killed so many of like the police officers. I don't think any of them, much of them made it when he was shooting them. Um, no. And, and he, I think he makes a point. He makes a point of saying to um, well, the few times when he's, you know, he's caught He's like, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, how can you accuse me of murdering when it's just myself? How could I kill myself 123 times? You know, so he doesn't see anything wrong with that, but the collateral damage is always high. Yeah, so even if you ignored that, it's yeah, it's fine to kill yourself, but you can't. Yeah, there's plenty of other people he's gone along and killed as well. Uh, and because he's interfering with our universes, those individuals that he's killed alternative selves would be being effective effective as well <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. I, th I think that goes to the the world building where I, I really think you have to actually kill yourself to split the power i think just a natural death or even someone else killing you isn't gonna do it yeah i guess that's the the caveat yeah. that you have and, to and it doesn't because it doesn't show that but i mean we see enough of the um doubles you know throughout throughout the film uh that they don't seem to have been affected I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I, I I wish there was a um there was a website that came up in promotion with the film, and yep. um it it went out. Oh, it, it 
stopped in like 2005. I think it just went off off offline. Um, yep. But uh, it had a lot of side stories and a lot of cool like extra stuff that talked about that didn't have anything to do with the characters in the film, but dealt with the other universes. So that would be kind of neat to see um, that brought back. You know, well, of course, see, it's not this, going that's to interesting. Be. <laughs> Bring that up. I, like, I, it'd be kind of cool to see this film redone in a, like a Netflix kind of way as a TV series. Because back in the late nineties, early two thousands, TV shows weren't that good quality, but now our TV shows are great. Um, so it'd be cool to kind of see it get that treatment because you could kind of do some cool stuff with this concept. Oh, in, oh yeah, for, for sure. Episodic way. Yeah, there's but, a, um, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a film with um, Jim Caviezel called Frequency. Sounds familiar. Um, it, it's about a, um, Jim Caviezel's character has a uh, ham radio. Like crystal radio. Oh yeah, that is super cool show. Yes. Yeah. So the, um, and his the, daughter he's speaking with his daughter. Yes. So that that's the movie. Now they took that plot and then they just made a Netflix like series on it. Oh, I see. I've seen the series. I've it, seen the series. Did, yeah. It, did, it looked. I didn't see it. I, I just remember people were talking about it, but I don't think that anyone remembered that there was a movie. They were just talking no, about like know. it was a new thing. And I was like, <laughs> no, this is a movie from like two thousand one. No, yeah, see, I know the, I know the, um, the TV show, the Netflix one. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. If you get a chance to watch the movie, the movie was just as like it's, it's a good movie. Oh, uh, Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel. Cool. Um, but yeah, I really like that concept. And so, yeah, something like this could be could be played with uh, with a bit of a more of a modern eye running over the script. <laughs> yeah, and maybe more practical effects and a little bit less CG. Or I mean, the stuff today looks pretty good. It it lasts longer, well, yeah. I think. It's just, yeah, it's, it is dated. Um, but yeah, I guess we were up to, um, just so I guess we can move pretty much into more of what happens in the conclusion. Because yeah. what I remember, it's mostly just filler now. Like we it, just kind of get some more talking about the different exposition. multiverses and yeah, yeah expedition. Yeah. Stuff we've already covered. Yep. Um, we have motivation for Gabe now. He is he is angry. <laughs> his his wife has been killed. Uh so now he's happy to go after Oh, I guess Eli. there is the fight scene. There is the fight scene between um between uh Jet Li, Ga- New Law and Rodecker. Yes. Ex partners. So... Uh, my issue with this is it's an okay fight scene. The road Decker's actor, I don't think he's as physically capable as someone like Jet Li, so it's always going to be limited. Yeah. My other story-wise, I have a problem with it, is Jet Li is super strong. Bends metal, punches through car doors. Rodecker's character wouldn't have a show in this fight. One punch and he'd be dead. So I kind of have an issue with that. Like, I think there needs to be showing why these agents can keep up. I like, I wonder if they, they have some technology or some advancements that help them be stronger. Yeah. I don't, but, I don't, uh, it didn't get into that. Um, and to, to speak to that point, I mean, they're, they do show that he's clearly outclassed. I mean, he didn't oh, for sure, turn into sure, a bloody sure. mist, you know, when he got punched, but he, he, uh, for example, he headbutts, um, Rodecker headbutts Eula and it looks like he concussed himself just doing that. And um, <laughs> he goes to punch him in the throat and 
Eula is so strong, he just puts his chin down and pins <laughs> Rodecker's hand to his to his neck and just yeah, crushes his right. hand with his chin. There is definitely an outclass this, but it just he seems to hold his own too much in some ways. Like he still I, managed to keep fighting. Yeah, and I, I think it also has to do with their their partnership or their former partnership. Eula has something of a respect or some kind of allowance to Rodecker because he could have killed him at any time in the last two years of them sure. doing Good this. Good point. Yep. So I think he wants he just uh, it's a challenge or something to like have fun with. Yeah. I mean, he basically yep. says he wants to be a god, so he's just kind of goofing around. Good point. Um, I do like this the shot where he like kicks the coat off him because he's oh, wearing yeah. like a, a very matrixy leather trench coat, isn't he? Yeah, that he just rips it in half. Yeah, and like kicks him through the through it. So yeah, he grabs the the sleeves, kicks Rodecker in the chest, and it, yeah, rips the the coat in half over him. Yeah, and he goes flying like ten meters. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think out of all the fight scenes, this made the most use of the environment. They're definitely they're using set pieces to like bash each other or mostly get bashed by but um yeah car uh, doors there's like a, a work van isn't there he punches through the door and uses the door to slam and i guess that in, in rodecker's defense he does like he's trying to use the environment so he uses the car door to slam into into you law yeah it's just not not um, very effective <laughs> well yeah i guess it'd be more effective than a fist because <laughs> he's, really yeah, he's, he's hurting himself just hitting him <laughs> yeah like punching a steel wall or something yeah, for sure. Um, he gets killed, obviously. Rodeck's yeah. character gets killed, um, which gives uh, J- uh, Jason Stantham's character a bit more urge to... Well, it, it gives him a license to kill. I mean, um, the entire time yeah. he's hampered by protocol. He's all about protocol, protocol. Yeah. That's what Rodecker's tagline is. And so Funch, um, he's he's always saying, oh, can we kill him? Can we just kill him? You know, and this is the time when he has no partner now, and he's like, "I guess I can just go kill him." Yeah, which is interesting because then he actually listens to his old superior, yeah. even though he's not there, and and refrains. So he gets the wisdom of age once his <laughs> now he's senior partner almost. Uh, yeah, so he um, Finch. No, Punch, whatever his name is, and Gabe now team up, don't they? And they yeah. they, they they work out uh, through the technology that Funch has that there will be another hole um, where you will be running running to and trying to get away. Which why is he trying to get away? I am I, I just remembering I'm missing something. I don't think it. Um, I don't think it explained that part. That might be one of our plot holes, you know, wormhole. Because wouldn't he just keep coming, For coming Gabe? after Gabe? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Because he didn't need to regroup. He already killed Rodecker. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go I back think... and watch the dialogue um, <laughs> if they, if they, because I, I, I felt watching it like it was fine, but thinking about it now, I'm like, mm, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe that was a little off. Yeah, but. Because Gabe could just leave; it doesn't need to. Or maybe, maybe it is just your classic challenge. I've killed your wife. I know you're going to come for me. Uh, you uh, know I'll be here. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he he did 
um, Rodecker had this little um, bomb called like the the synchronizer or something. I don't remember what it was called. Um, and he had told um, his partner Funch that um, I'm going to take out you Law, and you're gonna you're gonna have to probably kill Law if you Law is dead because we can't have just one. There have to be nobody. That's right. Yeah. Um, and he's like, when, when, when the timer on this bomb goes off, it'll synchronize with your watch and it'll, it'll let you know that like the job's done. Like I killed him. Yeah. And, um, when Rodecker was going to use his last ditch device, um, against U-Law, U-Law was, you know, at that point demonstrated, you know, I'm way faster and just kind of went over, crushed his throat and took the, um, little device and disarmed it. But then set it to activate like it was it went off tricking um gabe and uh um funch into thinking that he was dead yeah yeah that's kind of we can't piece it together in my head it does say but yeah they know he's going to be somewhere and it happens yeah. to be at a very cool setting like a some kind of factory power like station a, thing the pipe factory you know with the steam <laughs> the steam valves <laughs> yeah just lots of cool scenery to smash people against. <laughs> um, and this is where we have our showdown. They both turn up there. Um, Function's there. He kind of gets decap- uh, not decapitated. De- um, <laughs> what's the word? I can't think. I'm tired. Disarmed? <laughs> Disarmed. And he gets kind of, um, yeah, kind of, taken out of the game quite quickly doesn't he yeah and it took like two seconds he got like his ankle yeah. broken and arm broken and his gun thrown down somewhere so he so now it's now just a, a two-man show we've got um uh jet lee and jet leaf facing off uh and what they do which is i think a great convenience is that Actually, is it you, you law that does this? He actually undoes it because at this point they're all dressed the same. We've got gray yeah. t-shirt and black overalls. Um, you law, I think it's you law that does it. He he takes off the top and then ties it around his waist. So now it's gray shirt versus overalls. Yeah, so, so it's purely cosmetic, but I look like he was like I want you know room to to move around in a little bit. So he took the top off. But, yeah, and it, so it's yeah, it's for it's really done in a style where he's getting ready for the fight. But yes, it's for us, so we can tell who's who. We know which one's the good guy, and which one's the bad guy. Um, and it's it's a good fight scene, um, very impressive. And I was looking to see if this aged and the the because I know it was a, obviously Jet Li can't fight himself in reality. Yeah, um, there's um three stuntmen he has in this film. Three is there? Yeah, heck. Um, and they actually were the, did they CG the face on? Um, they did, and so and, what? What the the techniques they use for this is similar to like Double Impact with um, Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, what they did was ninety percent of the time when you're watching them fight, you're only going to see one of their faces. Like the the, yes. the camera angle lets you only see the back of someone's head and one person's face. So yep. you can tell by the hairstyle that it's not Jet Li, like. If you just if you're watching this closely, yep. Um, but it's, it's still done pretty well. No, there it's are only a few cases. This is, yeah, this was good. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of cases where it's clearly both a Jet Li, and they've just filmed it and, and spliced it together, and it looks a little off. Um, 
but overall the actual fighting i think they're more when they're kind of squaring off and not actually fighting the yeah. actual fighting itself is is the actual real people yeah um, and anything that's not a close-up of his face is jetly and then one of the stunt guys yep um yeah it's cool 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 fight scene uh there's lots of sparks and pyrotechnics but other than that uh and you mentioned that they're actually using two different uh kung fu styles aren't they yeah they're they're, they're using two different styles so we get um gabe uh is using that uh bakwa and um yula is using um shingi kun and the the shingi is uh it's a very direct style and it's in a straight line there's small little circles he makes but it's pressing forward pressing forward and the martial art itself was built kind of around um, spear techniques so a lot of his moves are straight in kind of stabbing motions and crushing motions whereas with the uh, bakwa it's 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 circular and it's very wide so he does a lot of arcs with his hands and kind of kicks there's um there's there's far less kicks a lot more punching with the yula style and I would, with um, Gabe's style, I would be not as technically um, read as you are. <laughs> it, it has a kind of a Tai Chi feel to it, using the momentum of the opponent. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Both it's... martial arts styles are actually um, like Tai Chi. They're internal styles. So while um, Bakwa looks more kind of fluid, um, they both put a lot of... in. Um, emphasis on internal power uh if you ever or i guess if any listeners um have uh played um the dead or alive um franchise i want to say it's elena um uses bakwa oh cool that's really cool um but yeah so we get we get it it's it's cool that and it shows that jetly game how how talented jetly is um that he, he has he can and and does perform uh multiple martial art forms yeah, and ones that look completely characters. differently, even though they're they're actually related. <laughs> well, yeah, it's still impressive. <laughs> yeah, oh for sure. I mean, it's uh, it, it made me want to study one or both of those styles at the time. Unfortunately, yeah, I wasn't sure. able, able to get a chance, but there's always the future. <laughs> there is, there's always time. Yeah. Um, and obviously, with with the sci-fi setting, it ends in a a, a wormhole setting where they. <laughs> they all get sucked in time runs out the fight the fight concludes with gabe winning um showing and outdoing the evil showing that good always succeeds uh but they all get pulled through to the wormhole uh to this i just uh, there's the nba uh, agency nba yep uh same some of the place where jet the uh law left and escaped from kind of the detention center um, and there's a quick scene of a little, like a little uh, um, stressful moment where you think Gabe's going to be labelled as as the bad one because you uh, law having gone gone through the portals before was able to handle it better and was able to become more functional and points to Gabe and say he's the one. <laughs> it's him. And being terrible policemen, like okay, it must be right. <laughs> just taking the dude, and they're gonna sentence him to be sent to. Uh, do, they, do they call it purgatory, or am I remembering? Um, it's the Stygian penal colony um, penal in the colony. Hades universe. 
so that they they, so, hey, they, they doubled down on making it sound like hell. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but yeah, we get a quick moment where you think that the wrong guy is going to get punished and sent there. But um, earlier in the movie, uh, Ulaw takes it. They have a point of him taking his ring off because he's got to go into the um, MRI. MRI scanner. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's only magnetic metals. That's what they worry about. Whereas rings usually aren't magnetic. It's like gold or silver. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they um, told him like all jewelry, anything to, you know, take out. They were asking him about specific implants he might have. So that's true. So <laughs> I, maybe they are. I'm just, I've never had one. So I don't know how. Yeah. Um, although my son had one a few weeks, uh, a few months ago and I, I went in with them and they, I didn't have, didn't, I didn't have to take off my necklace and I could feel it pulling um towards towards it which is kind of fun <laughs> uh but yeah he, so he has his ring off and they, they specifically show that he's got a tan line or like a mark from the ring and so funks looks up and sees the sees the ring mark and he's like it's the wrong one <laughs> um and so yeah this dramatic scene of them switching and then you lord getting sucked in it sounds it looks like it's painful no matter how many times you've done it it seems painful getting pull between yeah, dismember it's like you're pulled apart atom by atom or something it's um there's like a sickness involved with the transport um which yeah it affects everyone all the time every time which is kind of it's it's, it's interesting i think that they they wanted to um in the commentary they really wanted to, to show that that it's not a um it's a process i think the, the director or someone was like we wanted to show that it's something you would only do once and not want to do again so you have to be badass and tough to to be willing to go through it multiple yeah. times. Yeah, and someone that's done it 125 times on purpose. Well, it's, it'd be twice that at least, wouldn't it? Because uh, yeah. he's gone there and back. Back and forth and here and there, yeah. Maybe that's why and he was, went crazy. Well, it could be. <laughs> and he was uh, he was uh, the the police officer for the multiverse. Yeah, so, so who knows how many times before then. Um, well, I think one small point I did want to, um, talk about super briefly was they're doing the transport and they have them like, um, in they're like kind of locked into like a little chair. Um, but even when they're just uh, the agents freely going around and being pulled through the wormhole, I wanted to know what determines what gets sucked into the wormhole (laughs) (laughs) because it gets their clothes too. But not like yeah. the gravel or the ground or you know, you know, or the chair. Why didn't it suck the chair up? <laughs> that was bugging me the whole movie. That's true. Like I guess they don't want to go down the Terminator route, which I like that they do this. It creates a fun scene because you get Arnold Schwarzenegger showing off his beautiful muscles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it makes sense that it's only the flesh or the physical thing gets sent through. Well, yeah, I mean, because if they have the chair that they're, they're strapped into by metal straps, and it's not ripping them but, apart, maybe but it doesn't take the chair. So why would it take their clothes? Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, well, small yeah, details. It, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, but that I just was a part I wanted to like at least bring. Maybe one of our listeners can let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Any suggestions? <laughs> Please. Um, but then, then we get to the, the coolest scene because of... Oh, there's, there's two kind of, we have two endings. Because we have two uh, laws or gay, Gabriels, we have two endings, which I think is nice. Um, we have the one for uh, Gabe, where the this kind of Judge Dredd type character was like, I don't care, 
he's punished. Like he doesn't care like what happens to people. It just he's yeah, he's still, well, he still has half the strength of the remaining laws. Yeah. Um, so basically, because Gabe comes from a non-inducted universe, I think they call it. They don't know about the multiverse. Yeah. He he can't he can't he has to go back. And then uh, functions like, but he's a murderer. Well, he's not, but he's and the people back in his world universe think of him as a murderer. So he's just going to get put to death or whatever, depending on. Well, it will be put to death because we know the death penalties in that state they're in because the other people were going to be put to death. Oh no, that was the other universe. I don't know. <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's all it's still LA. Uh, They probably still would have oh, been okay. for killing his wife. <laughs> Yeah. And well, and police people. officers, and yeah, yes, and it guards. Would, it would be so bad. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I don't care. <laughs> um, and so Funk, thinking on his feet, uh, quickly uh, goes, Well, I'll do it. You know, he's, he's my friend now. I, I, I know what you, I know how to function the correct universe. Um, but being quick, and he puts him to another universe where he knows Gabe hasn't met, well, one his character would be would be exist in that universe because he's been killed <laughs> and two obviously hasn't met his future it was his wife tk uh, yeah that, that was a, he must have been an expert on you law because that's a hundred and whatever many universes to remember oh he needs to go to this one <laughs> where, where she's still available <laughs> i thought the same thing but i guess he would be somewhat of an expert and be required to study up on it but it oh yeah i mean like that's he's partnered up specifically for this one, track down this one dude so one, yeah, I, I imagine, yeah i imagine so but still it is still it's still a bit little far-fetched and so he goes to this um kind of would say it's a little it's kind of like it's current but futuristic so it's a very back to the future kind of future yeah. if that makes sense that yeah so we're, we're we're past the future back to future but yeah it was still dated but yet futuristic yeah it's like you know 10 years in the future but the cool 10 years not the actual ones where nothing really changes <laughs> yeah um and yeah so he conveniently falls in the middle of the road uh there's a slight car altercation where cars screeching and took pulling out of the way and a poor little doggy gets hit um, yeah, his 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 dog ollie <laughs> from the alternative universe who's a stray dog i'm assuming yeah <laughs> um, uh, so he grabs the dog runs into the nearest uh vet and and reenacts how he met his version of TK was taking his dog into the vet and meeting her, and they love at first sight or second sight in this case. <laughs> um, it's the second time he's seen her. Uh, clearly, show that he's he's found. I don't. How do you feel about this? I think it's cute and it's a nice wrap up to the ending. I don't think if this was a a, um, a Chinese film, it would be wrapped up so neatly. But would it would it be weird, kind of having your TK murdered, then get given another one? Would it would it cheapen it a little? Would yeah, you... I what? I didn't. Ag- I liked watching it because it was a feel good ending, but I didn't yes. think it was necessary. Yeah, I I, I prefer know, seeing what we see happen to you, Law. Like that was a better note to end it on. I, it's Hollywood; they're not going to like not have that happy ending missing sure. well then I, I talked about this ending why don't you tell us about you law's demise 
it's not even a demise. In fact, this ending, I would like to see a continuation of. Um, so, <laughs> so we get Eula. He gets strapped in and sent to the um, Stygian penal colony Hades, which is the greatest. That's the the, the greatest name. He gets sent there, and he arrives on this. I'm trying to okay, it looks kind of like something from Chronicles of Riddick. Like that's what this prison colony looks like. It's it's super dingy, kind of Blade Runner looking. Um, you know, everyone's looks like they work in a coal mine or something. And he, awesome. he he appears on this sort of pyramid platform, and the the prisoners must there must be like a, a schedule, you know, where people arrive. So the prisoners are kind of coming up to to greet the newbie, and they're um they're they're doing their little their little prison tough guy introductions, I guess, kind of saying that oh you're you know you're yeah. you're not top dog here. We're you know you're the new guy. You're the fresh meat. And, um, of course, Eula there is, uh, uh, he, he, he's basically looks down on everybody and he's like, you don't know me and I don't, I don't think you, or it's, uh, I don't know you and I don't need to know you. You just need to know me because I'm going to be the one, you know, he does his like little one liners and then proceeds to beat down <laughs> anybody that like walks up the pyramid. It's like, it's like 200 people coming at him, but you know. That's the same as if maybe it's one dude versus like 200 babies, something like that. It's like, it's not any contest. I think he could still wipe them all out. It was great. That this is, it's very cool. And I really liked it 15 or 16 years ago. My problem now is that it is, that the, all this, this multi, multiverse police organization are terrified of there only being one left of a specific human. So don't they want to keep him alive? So why would you send him away to all these criminals? Because it's I, that I, same, I think it's that same is. idea where it only counts if Gabe kills him. I don't know, because I, I see what you mean, because we've decided that must be law because of the holes in the plot. Yeah. Because if, if it, that wasn't the case. But um, Rodecker is like, adamant that they can't kill him because they don't want and they have this discussion about what certain people believe certain people believe that it will end the universe some people will think that it will create um it will i don't know there's, there's three different versions and you law's version was that it will create a god and that's what he wants but one was like it would make things better one thing's make things worse so clearly there is fear the, there the is and i i think um, they they don't the semantics of it is they say they'll destroy the universe and not universes. So I think their process is if we get him into this prison universe and he destroys that, it's okay. <laughs> True. So I mean, it could be an issue of semantics. Maybe they don't mean all of the universes, but whatever whatever specific one he's currently residing in. Yeah, and without free reign, he's stuck in a you know but end of nowhere universe um yeah i don't, I don't know sure. it uh it's again it's it's there's more than one plot hole in this film and you, know, you can you can take it <laughs> or like leave it but i thought it was a good note for the movie to go out on and oh, i was like i was, see was him just ruling this prison colony i'll watch that yeah he's just the way in the straight this confidence and the power that he states it. i am you law <laughs> like as if they should know who that is um because that's how much of an ego this fella has. Yeah, yeah, he uh, is. Um, he, I, 
I, I, I don't know. I guess are we going to keep this uh, clean podcast? Are we going to go explicit? I, I didn't. Uh, I don't think we discussed that. But I was keeping. He he has another quote that he specifically says that I was just going to like let. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, it, it is a cool ending. But yeah, it, as I say, there are plot issues with it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could leave it at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess we should summarize it up. We've gone over time what we planned, but yeah, um, the, <laughs> by by quite a bit more than uh, I think we meant to. Um, yeah, I. Uh, so, what what are your feelings on this movie now? I, I, as I say, I think I, I definitely enjoyed it less this time round. It was still a lot of fun, but I think that um, storytelling has evolved and improved quite drastically since then uh that it it, it it does suffer and, and has aged um i think i'd enjoy watching something like drunken master more than this um but still still it's still an entertaining watch and i had fun with it but i can see why people didn't like it um yeah yeah i mean i uh i feel pretty much the same way um I think at the time uh, when I first saw this, you know, admittedly with repeated viewings, um, I I don't think I had the breadth of experience as far as certain films to kind of get a to, to gauge it a little bit better. But now I've seen, I, I can't I can't even imagine how many movies I've seen at this point. Um, but as a as a whole experience, it's lacking, um, and the the reliance on CG when going through the commentary and listening to the directors and the producers, they were just floored by like, this is the, you know, the latest, greatest, coolest technology. And you're looking at it going, I think I've seen stuff pop up on like sci-fi channel or Netflix. And it looked like a B movie graphics. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that part did it just it wasn't you know way to workshop or something or ILM or anything you know um, it just mm. it didn't hold up um, as far as that portion of it um, the script yeah could have been a little bit tighter uh, I think it suffered from two different directions like I said I don't know when they decided that it wasn't a rock movie but a Jet Li vehicle instead and I think that that probably hurt it yep yeah but I mean, overall, it's it was enjoyable. Uh, I I, I like the music, the actual Trevor Rabin soundtrack, not the uh, alt rock <laughs> parts um, a lot. I mean, I used to listen to that quite a bit, and I still have fond memories of that. I think more than the movie, if that makes sense. I like the music, and I think the the association that I get listening to that reminds me of the first time I saw it. But watching it doesn't remind me of the first time I saw it. <laughs> nostalgia gets, yeah. you, gets you every time but, yeah, but uh, still, overall still it was good I, mean, I, 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 I'm glad we took the, the time to even if it was off of a joke to, to go back and watch this film <laughs> yeah yeah very cool um, I guess that wraps us up then uh, yeah where, where, where can the folks at home find you on the interwebs um, I am on twitter at sentinot underscore plus uh, and that's that's pretty much it these days cool um and i am vader van odin on twitter but you can also just find uh website to vader van odin.com um 
and which is the placeholder for most of my internet shenanigans. I uh, have a YouTube channel with my son where we do gaming videos and whatnot. Um, and we're just building that website. Uh, and yeah, and so I'll put a place on for this podcast when we get up and running. So expect to see that there too. Um, so again, thank you for listening. Uh, if you've got any suggestions on uh, movies or your favorite Kung Fu film you'd like us to cover, um, we're, this is still a work in progress. We're trying to improve the, the, the format and templates and, and whatnot. So any suggestions or, fi- or films or what you'd like us to discuss or focus on, I would muchly appreciate it. Uh, just send them to, find us on Twitter and send us, send us those suggestions our way. But again, thank you for listening. And I guess we'll see you, well, you'll see you next time. Well, no, you don't see us. This is a podcast. <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll hear you'll from hear us, us next again time. next time. <laughs> right. So that's a bye from me.